<laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. Today, uh, Sunday night, I'm going to skip the recap tonight. Uh, I will give out a Monday night prop real quick, first of all. And then second of all, doing uh NBA in-season tournament. We actually got the real in-season tournament games. It's not no pool play no more. So there's two games of that. Uh, they need a different handicap approach. I'll get into that in a little bit. But anyways, uh, just want to quick give out my prop for the Monday night football game. Um, I went with Dearness Johnson of Jacksonville uh, over 19 and a half rushing yards. I played it at minus 114 at FanDuel. I would go up into up until 21 and a half, maybe 22 and a half for that one. Anyways, reasoning behind this is it's a really good matchup against Cincy. Cincy, they allow the third most yards per carry to running backs at 4.64 yards per carry. If you look at the last three weeks, it's been bad. Texas and Texans running backs. Uh, went 30 for uh, 150, and I believe that was all Devin Singletary, too. Ravens running backs, 21 for 96 on the ground, and Steelers running backs went 28 for 148 on the ground. And the Steelers, the Texans, they're just not good running teams, so it's not like they're getting ran over by elite running attacks. Uh, they're getting ran over by pretty mediocre running attacks. Obviously, Jake Browning is now in a quarterback for the Bengals. Uh, what that what does that mean? Uh, since the offense, they're going to struggle to stay on the field. They're going to struggle to stay up to say to put up points. Jacksonville is an elite run defense, uh, so they won't really be able to run the ball. They're going to have to. Browning's going to have to beat them, and I really don't expect him to do much at all. So obviously that leads to the Jags. They are nine and a half point favorites. So obviously good game script for running the football. Uh, if you look at Dearness Johnson, he has received seven carries in back to back weeks. Take Bigsby, who was the backup. To start the year, he's basically a non-factor now. He's had fumbling issues. He just has not been good. So Giannis is clear-cut the backup running back through Travis Etienne. And speaking about Etienne, he comes into this one banged up with a rib injury, I believe. I think he's still questionable, but I think reports are that he's going to play. So yeah, man, uh, last week, Giannis, I mentioned he had seven carries. Well, that game, that was a huge game for the te- or against the Texans for a division implication. So it's nice seeing that they trust him. Uh, carrying the ball. So yeah, man, all in all, Jairus Johnson, he's just a clear running back too. Uh, we got a great matchup, great game script. Uh, ETN, um, no reason to run him into the ground if they play comfortably ahead. Um, just no reason to like over uh, give him a too big of a workload given his status. So yeah, man, like I said, Dearness has gotten seven carries in back-to-back games. Um, I have him getting around seven or eight once again. And against this Bengals run defense, I think he's around, he's above four yards per carry. So 19 and a half line, I think he's around 30 yards. And I think this is a sneaky play. Anyways, enough waiting. I've I got my boy Liam, got my boy Ozbats here to talk some hoops. Um, obviously, like I mentioned before, in-season tournament, these games are much different than a regular, regular season game. So Liam, uh, how are you uh, handicapping these games differently from a regular, regular, uh, regular, regular season game. Like guys, um, so first of all, I think this game is going to be more like, I think we're going to see more like playoff type intensity, playoff type minutes, playoff type defensive schemes, all that sort of stuff. So what I'd say is anyone who bets off like hit rate and all that kind of stuff, almost throw that all out the window. Like you've got to actually look into each matchup, what teams are good at, how they're going to exploit it. 
who's going to play minutes, who's an advantage to play minutes, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's my advice would be like kind of just like chuck hit rate out, out the window and look at this game and look at the games and think who's going to play well, who do teams want to attack, all that sort of stuff. I agree a lot. And then to add on to that, it's like, yeah, playoff type intensity. So what that means is if you're a main guy, um, if you're not a liability, if you're needed on the court, instead of playing like 34 minutes on a regular night, you might be around 38 to 40. So I think that's like another big factor uh, for star player overs if that's what you're looking for and if the matchup backs it up. All right, Liam, so you have three props for us officially, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, perfect. I have two. You have three. That means you are up first, my man. Oh, hit us with it. First prop, Buddy killed under 22.5 points rebound and assist. Find that at Banjo, minus 115, uh, $1.87 in decimal form. So first of all, healed this season, he's only just started to start. So I assume that's what they're going to roll with tomorrow night as well. Since starting, if we just look at his stats, which doesn't really reflect what's going to happen here, but you know, just going to look at him. He's averaging 22 PRAs in six games since starting. He's under this line four of six. Uh, so pretty much he had two massive games in his first two games starting. And then since then, he's had some duds. So he's he went over the first two under the last four. Had 27 PRAs against the Hawks, who really fast-paced shit defense. He's going to thrive in that sort of game. Had 38 PRAs against Toronto. And Toronto doubled Halley. So a lot of traps on, on Halliburton, which saw on three scenarios rest of the guys on offense so he'll being such a good shooter like he's going to take advantage of that it's also important to note he shot 82 percent from the field against the hawks and 71 percent against the raptors he's like a 40 percent 45 percent field goal percent shooter so like that's just outlier games where he shot the lights out but since then he's regressed a bit um i don't think the minutes are guaranteed yet and even in the regular season when he started in the last six games he had 24 minutes against Detroit, against Portland, sorry, and that wasn't a blowout. So that's a game that wasn't a blowout. Minutes not guaranteed. 30 minutes versus Miami, that wasn't a blowout either. He didn't play full minutes. Um, this is one of the ones where if Matherin gets hot early, I think Matherin is going to take his minutes. And I think that could actually happen because the way I see this game going is uh, Boston are a way better team and this is a playoff environment. So... I think paces are going to fall behind early and the bench guys are going to come in against Boston's bench guys and they're going to have the advantage. I think Matherin might put up some numbers and I think Hill's going to really struggle. So schematically, I think what we've seen from Boston in the playoffs, what we've seen from Boston in the regular season, they're more than happy to defend guys in single coverage. So I think Halley's going to be defended in single coverage, which with great guard defenders, so they've got Drew or Derek White, to put on Halley, the other one will go and heal. So not only is Halley going to have a great guy defending him one-on-one, but whoever's guarding healed is also going to be like an elite level defender. So I think what they're going to, I think what Boston's going to try to do is I think they're going to try to limit Halley getting his teammates involved. It's sort of the Jokic thing we've talked about before of like, if you stop, if you just make one guy beat you instead of making the, him and the whole team beat you, you're going to have a better chance. So I think we might see Halliburton put up some shots, but I think I think Hill's going to really struggle to get looks because I just don't think he's going to get many great looks against this Boston defense. And leading on to that, like Boston's second in defensive rating, 22nd in pace, 
they allow the second least points per game and second least assists per game to opposing shooting guards. I just think it's a really... I think for him to hit this, he'll have to play well early. He'll have to make his shots. And I think Halliburton will have to go nuts, which will force him to put more guards on him. But yeah, I, I just see that there's so many outs on this bet. I just... I really like it. Yeah, no, you make a lot of good points. Uh, I think my favorite point you made is the single coverage part. Uh, Boston, like, yeah, Boston, I mean, when you have personnel like they do, like, you trust them to go one-on-one. And, yeah, like like the Jokic thing, I mean, Jokic, or, like, when the whole team is getting involved, that you're, like that's a much more dangerous team to go against. And Hallie, like, I, I like Hallie a lot, man, but I think that him going one-on-one against Drew Holiday, I think you can definitely live with that. And yeah, the three people who I would say have a pretty safe minute floor, um, like without foul trouble, uh, Miles Turner, Bruce Brown, and Halley. Buddy Heal was not in that. You got Matherin, even Neesmith sometimes will heat yep. up off the bench, come in and just like steal like a shit ton of minutes. Uh, Nemhard. Nemhard's actually like a really good point of attack defender. Uh, he might be needed to play. And if he's hitting shots, so like, yeah, there's a lot of like guys who can come in and take minutes. Uh, another thing I want to touch on is like, obviously, with the playoff level intensity you know that we are going to get a good defensive effort from the team in general, but especially Drew, Derek White. Um, yeah, so I think there is a lot to like that. Yeah, like you like you mentioned about everything having to go right, kind of like the, the way this loses is Buddy makes shots early and because of that earns playing time throughout the game, you know? So, but that's yeah. like a big, big thing to ask and like, like maybe he starts off like two or three, three of three or something like that. Then you might be in trouble. But I mean, like that—that's like a lower range outcome. So I, I I like that one a lot. Yeah, like that that could happen. Like he could, of course, that could always happen. But yeah, it's just one of those things of like for him to hit. I think he has to shoot really well and he has to play well early. Which I'm willing to take that bet. And with a team like his, if you think about it, this Pacers team super young, and they're going up against a team with guys full of playoff minute so um i think it's going to be like i'm not like a totals better or a spread better but i might have a little side action i'm not endorsing this like don't bet it but i will have a little side action on like boston first quarter line or something like that because i think they might just come out and then the pace would be like fuck shit like this is different this isn't a regular season so yeah 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 no that's a good one wait what do you mean wait what do you mean buddy healed has a chance to go over bro i thought that show was a lot <laughs> Mate, that's that's a comment you sometimes get. It's just there's this one time. I won't I won't get, get into the comments I get. What's uh what what's your favorite? Hey, okay, my first prop, um staying in the same game, obviously. I chose to go with Jason Tatum over forty three and a half PRA. I got that in at minus one twenty at DK and I would play it up to forty four and a half. So um Tatum, I know you kind of said throw out hit rates, but I have one in anyways. <laughs> and it's not even a good hit rate, but uh, he's over in 49 out of 94 games with at least 34 minutes since last year. Uh, obviously, like an in-season tournament, survivor game, whatever you want to call it. So I, I expect I expect Tatum to be around 38 to 40 minutes here, to be honest, if the game is close. Uh, even if it's not like super close, like maybe like 36 or something. But I, I'm expecting JT to get a massive minute uh, load today. Since it, and I, I like that the game is in Indy too because I think that increases the chance uh, that we get a super close game, at least like way more than it would be in Boston. 
And uh, don't really got to say much about the matchup. I mean, if you have been, if you haven't been living under like a fucking rock, like we all know that Indy is like the best, probably the best matchup you can have in the league. Last ten, ten games, a lot of the most points, the most points in the paint, first in pace, etc. Uh, we all know that they suck at defense. So uh, the one thing that they do uh, well is limit three pointers. But Tatum is like far and away the best slasher on this team. Like he's not like obviously he shoots threes, but he's not reliant on it by any means. If anything. Anything that kind of affects like a guy like Derek White maybe or Al Horford, just like lower usage guys. But yeah, uh, Chris Saps obviously still up for this one. So more shot attempts to go around. You replace him with a low usage Horford. Um, yeah. So Tatum this year he put up thirty twelve and four, which is forty six pra in only twenty six or twenty seven minutes against his Pacers team. Uh, if we look back last year. Like, hold up, but Hux ain't jumping up. Hold up. Ties with this. Ties. Fucking cracking the dog away. Dude, you fucking you grabbed like the little tug of war toy and like you like wanted to play tug of war. <laughs> Cannot do that right now. But, anyways, yeah, so he's had success against the Pacers too. Uh, he put up 50, 50, and 43 PRA versus Indy last year too. And yeah, man. So just given this game environment, uh, his usage, I expect to see higher uh, usage minutes, field goal attempts. I expect them all to spike compared to a regular season game. And the minutes factor is why I prefer PRA over to just points. So um, with the matchup too, uh, you talked about scheming defensively. I just don't think Indiana has the personnel at all to uh, slow down Tatum. I mean, this like this defense is like historically bad. Um, and I, I don't see them doubling because it's not like you got like great shooters around everywhere. So I, I don't think that there's like a right answer to guard Tatum. Like I don't think they can take him away or will take him away. I expect Indy to kind of keep their high pace style going and try to outscore you because they're not going to be able to defend the Celtics team. And I don't see a point of them like just trying to throw bodies and double, triple team Tatum. I don't think that will happen. So yeah, man, just uh, this is like the perfect matchup best matchup probably and like the spot is amazing because like in a regular like a regular regular season game uh blogs are on the table like you don't know if like the player is going to be locked in but uh this is just like a perfect spot for tatum to see spikes and usage minutes field goal attempts and like he should be able to score a will so that's why i'm going with tatum right here yeah i think the most key thing for me is you look across at the team he's playing and they don't have a guy for him at all like who's yeah. who's guarding him on on the pace it, it it'll likely be topping and i don't like that's that's just that's not going to go well so the only the only qualm i have about it which is actually it leads on to my second players because of that indiana might throw some pretty funky stuff at him like make him see lots of bodies and that sort of stuff but it, even then they're such a young team no playoff experience um i think it just might make the whole defense a mess so tatum still gets his and the rest of the and the defense is just shot because there's guys going at him and all that sort of stuff. It's also important to know that these teams have had like how long they're three days. They've known who they're playing for three, four days. So they've been thinking about matchups, schemes, all that sort of stuff for that long. So yeah, I mean his his matchup, he should he should kill it here. And if it is a blowout, like it'll be on the Boston side. So he's yeah. that's that correlates with him putting up numbers. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, do you have another one for this game, or are we on to this Kings? Yeah, 
Kings Pelicans. Yeah, so my second one in this one is Derek White over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So the main thing, my two things with this is one, Porzingis is out, and two, um, how I expect Indiana to play on the defensive end. So first up, Porzingis is out. He's averaged 30.3 PRAs in four games without Porzingis this season, and he's over in four or four. Uh, I expect Derek to get the Hield matchup, and Hield is not an engaged defender at all. Like he's one of those guys that on the defensive end, he just he just floats around. Um, and what I was saying before, I think Indiana. I think I I'm pretty certain Rick Carlisle is like is a he's a sort of coach where he's not going to go into this game like single coverage on Tatum and Brown. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to try first his stuff at them. I don't know if it's going to work on Tatum and Brown, but I think it'll definitely leave like Holiday, Horford, and White. I think it'll leave all them guys with like great looks to great looks from deep. Or Derek White's a great cutter, so I think this game he can like get a bunch of buckets off cutting to the rim. Uh, we've gone over Indiana, 29th defensive rating, fastest pace. Um, I like connective guys like Derek White. A lot of fast breaks all that sort of stuff, connective guys. I like them in like fast-paced games. That's where those sort of guys thrive. Um, the way I see this game going as well, like I said before, I think Indiana get down early, right? And I think they start trying to play catch-up. And I think they like try going fast, playing really fast, which means more possession and more fast break points because more turnovers. So yeah, I just think without Porzingis, he's played really well without Porzingis this season. Perfect matchup to do it again. We might... I think we'll likely see some extra attention to Tatum and Brown. Should see Derek in great spots on the offensive end. Um, yeah. Also, Indiana, I know this third most points per game, 12th most assists per game to opposing shooting guards. Like, yeah, I just think it's a really good bet. Yeah, no, I like I like the like how you mentioned like the like Derek White. I don't know why when I was like mentioning like if you're only a three point like Derek White is like far from only a three point shooter. Like he, he's got like very good basketball intangibles like you mentioned like knows when to cut just knows when to be in like the right spot right place at the right time uh obviously like uh, Derek White's like very fucking important to this team and like uh he like whatever Tatum and Brown whatever minutes they play out expect White to probably be around the same mount too and yeah. uh yeah dude so no I really like that and then I, I like how you meant like I, I think I think we're both on the same page with the Pacers just playing like they're, like they're not gonna like slow it down and try to lock in that like that's just not like they're not built to play like they, they can't win like that you know like they don't have any like the, the defense for that so very fast pace obviously i'm betting on tatum so i think that uh he'll see more single coverage or not but even like if that's the case like like uh miles turner just he's always just like jumping around in the paint trying to contest shots like he can get some like kickouts and stuff and uh, yeah, man. If the Celtics just like both like if the Celtics do like put up like one thirty five or something, because I mean I think that's very well in the range of outcomes. I think we can both get there with our Tatum yeah. and D Whites. Also, so. I I don't think because I know Paul Zingas is out, but I don't think Turner like Horford's the only guy you can just leave it free. So I think yeah. Paul uh, Turner's gonna have to vacate the paint. I think Indiana tomorrow are gonna be like in for a shock just with everything yeah. just like playoff like I, I think they're going to be like fish out of water like yeah just a super young team with no playoff experience thrust into this sort of game against a team that's had so much experience playing together as well um, 
Yeah, this could get I'm, like, yeah. I, I just think Boston gonna kill. Dude, I, I'm okay. I'm actually really glad that this this game's not in fucking Boston, dude. Because Indy might actually get like their like cheeks clapped by thirty or some shit, dude. Like, yeah, no, like, it, it could <laughs> get ugly. Last year we get ugly. Yeah. This this could get this could get bad. Okay. No, dude, I'm happy. I'm I'm actually like when I first like peeped that when I first like looked at the game, I saw it was in Indy, and I was just like, okay, thank you, because. If this show was in Boston, man, I, I would be nervous as hell about this game getting ugly quick. So yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the um, second game. The Kings or the Pelicans are playing in Sacramento for the late game. Um, I'll go first. My prop for this one is CJ McCollum over twenty six and a half PRA. I played this at minus one twenty at DK. I'd probably be fine playing it at 27 and a half as well. But obviously, just know that you're at, at risk for getting quote-unquote hooked. As the, as the people say nowadays. No, I'm kidding. That's kind of been a thing for a while. But <laughs> um, Anyways, the reason reasoning behind the CJ play. Um, yes, the Pelicans, they are fully healthy. But I feel like this line is being discounted because it's third. But it's because it's... Blah, blah, blah because it's his third game back from his long injury. But if you look at last game, he literally played 38 minutes, and that was in, like, a comfortable win against the Spurs. So yeah, uh, that's, like, a big difference um, between a comfortable win against the Spurs and a uh, winner-go-home in-season tournament game where you're trying to get that 500K for all your young young players who aren't on big contracts and all that. So CJ this year, um, he's averaging 31.5 PRA. Um, some of those games are without Zion and Ingram. But if you look at last year, since last year, with Zion and Ingram, he's over in 8 out of 12 games uh, with 30 or more minutes, and he's averaging 28.9 PRA in those games. So, con- yeah, like I said, like considering he just played 38 minutes against the Spurs, I, I got to... I got to project him for around 38 once again, given the stakes of these games. But I think that like 40 is very realistic as well. I like the matchup with the Kings. Um, I bet on Harden the other day against the Kings. Uh, they just like really don't have good point of attack defenders outside of Davion Mitchell. But Davion Mitchell, he never shares the floor with Fox. And Fox is probably going to play like 38, 40 minutes here. So, I mean, like what? Like we get eight minutes of Davion. Like I think that can be fine. But if you look at the other guys who will likely be on CJ, it's like, People like Fox, like Kevin Herter, like Malik Monk, people like that. So like all like the lengthy wings who could give like who could give CJ trouble on contest potentially, like they're gonna be on Ingram or Sion or someone like that. So I, I don't really really see any individual matchups, uh any problems here. Uh last ten games, Kings sixth in pace, uh allow the most seventh most points per game, seventh most assists per game, all that good stuff. And Next up, if there is defensive schemes, like you guys got to remember, CJ McCollum's a third option when they're all healthy. So if like the Kings, like they're like, okay, we don't have the personnel to guard Zion because you don't. So um, Zion could see a ton of double teams here. Would not surprise me whatsoever because like uh, who's going to guard him? Keegan Murray with Sabonis protecting the rim, like that's going to be a fucking disaster. So I, I think that Zion is, um, if anyone's going to get double teamed, Zion. I think that Ingram might be in a decent spot as well. But I think that. CJ McCollum will see a ton of single coverage. Uh, this guy is never trigger shy. I, I remember a lot of people were kind of giving him hate last year because like he was taking a ton of shots like around when he had solid players around him. But hey, like we're fucking betting on him, so we'll not complain <laughs> if he's take, taking a lot of shots up from other people. So yeah, man, just overall, this line seems like a tad low. 
Like, uh, it, like it, it really feels like it's skewed due to it being his third game back. But like, it's a, it's going to be a fast paced matchup. I don't see any individual matchup concerns. He's a veteran player. He can hoop. Um, he's not going to be scared of the moment or anything. Should be around 38, 40 minutes. And uh, I don't know, man. I think that this line just feels feels like it should be like a twenty eight and a half, twenty nine and a half, but getting at twenty six and a half. So, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I didn't even say that. I really like that. I might play it tomorrow because. I think the most important point here is one, the minutes, played 38 against San Antonio. If you're playing 38 against the Spurs where you win pretty comfortably, you're 38 plus in an in-season tournament, surely. Um, the other thing you mentioned was I think anyone betting on Zion tomorrow, I think he's going to get schemed against pretty obviously. I think it's, I'm pretty confident that that's going to happen. So yeah, if you're looking like B.I., McCollum, those are the guys I'd want to be betting on. I, I didn't even, mate, I don't know how I didn't see this line. That's really low. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a really good bet. I, I might steal it from you tomorrow. <laughs> no, hey, go ahead, my boy. Hey, hey get money is getting money. Exactly. I might have to, like, I might have to quote tweet it, though, and be like, this guy <laughs> stole my pick. <laughs> Everyone cancel him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just yeah, I think that I think that this CJ McCall mind just it's like it's like his it being his third game is like a hundred percent being baked into it, and I just don't think it, that should be the case at all. I mean, I mean, yeah, like it, he has he could get a lot of assists too. Like he's always the guy who has the ball and PI coming off pin downs or something or feeding Jonas in the post and stuff like that. Like they don't have any. I guess Ingram can handle the ball a little bit, but it's gonna be a lot of CJ. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully, he can get some rebounds if he's playing massive minutes. And like, guys, the, the reason why I went with PRA both these bets are like because if you're betting on a player to see a minute minute jump, you should be projecting point like field goal attempts, rebound chances, potential assists. I mean, like obviously they would all go up. Like, as, like as long as like it's not a bad matchup. Like if it was like a bad assisting matchup for whatever reason then you like leave that out but if like you think that it's fine everywhere like if you're just projecting more minutes it just makes more sense to go pra instead of a just like a single line could can give you some more outs based off of a spike in minutes yeah. so just a little tip for the tip for the people back home but yeah. um welcome <laughs> back all right uh your your pick for this one all right so i'll go with the bet i've actually given it out on this pod in the exact same matchup at eh, same matchup that lost um, I know. So I'm going the winner unit, Demantis Sabonis over 18 and a half rebounds and assists. DraftKings minus 120, a dollar 83 decimal. So he's averaging 18.7 RAs in the season. That jumps to 19.8 RAs at home, and he's over in six of eight home games. Um, if you look at these two games as the Pelicans this season, he had 18 PRA. Uh, I wrote PRAs. Sorry. He had 18 RAs versus the Pelicans in a 30 minute blowout. I think it was like 36 point game or something. So they played 30 minutes. So he was on track to hit that. And then in his most recent game, he only had 15, but that was away and 35 minutes. I'm just skewing that, you know, it's a bit of a weird game. Yeah. Yeah. If you look, so the reason I've gone back to last season is both these teams, continuity, uh, roster continuity, same coaches, all that sort of stuff. He had 23, 22, and 21 RAs versus Valen last season. And I think the, the reason I like it is because the way Sabonis scores is a lot in the post. Like, he's not a shooter. Valen 
despite being one of the worst pick and roll defenders we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> he's the, he's good at defending in the post. Like he's such a big guy. So I think Sabonis has to look for other ways to impact the game. Um, also with Herb on Fox, I think Fox might have a bit of trouble and I think they might try quell the influence of Fox a bit. So if they do that, Sabonis is just going to see touches. But to be honest, he already sees it. The touches, like I think he's top three in the NBA. For, wait, he might be first actually. Touches per game because they use him as like a playmaking hub in the offensive end. Um, New Orleans allow the eighth most rebounds per game, six point assists per game to opposing centers. Also, with Murray expected to play tomorrow, I like that around him on the assist front, he's got Fox, Herder, Barnes, Murray. Like all those guys can come off. DHO's dribble handoffs, or he can spot them and make it all shoot. So, yeah. Plus the spike in minutes as well. Obviously, yeah. he's already playing like 36, 37. That should go up like 40, 42, I reckon. So, yeah, I just think we get a little bit of a discounted line at home with the minutes increase as well. I really like it. Yeah. I, I was actually like looking at this one too. Uh, I think that like over 11 and a half rebounds is a good look too. But um, I, I like the point you made about Fox. Like, Fox. Fox is the first person that caught my eye. Just like when you think about like a big game player, someone who's gonna like has the capability to take over a game. But I actually I stood I stayed up that for like the exact same reason. So I, yeah, I think I think a good good uh, good chance of offense is Sabonis DHOs. We know that um, he's had success in the past rebounding against him, and like yeah, like he's just not he's Sabonis can't bitch. Valentina Stone low. I mean, that was funny yeah. when he said yeah, he <laughs> he might be the worst pick and roll defender, but like, yeah, like seriously, one on one, like not really a great matchup for him to score the ball either. So yeah, man, I, I like that too. I like that a lot too. And like, yeah, like he plays massive minutes to begin with. So I mean, they push him a little bit, like to like forty or so. Uh, I would actually probably project that personally. So yeah, that one makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so before we head out of here, uh, I want to ask you. Uh, let's do a few, like a couple leans. And then also, I want to do people whose minutes you think aren't safe. So, okay. so go back to the Boston Indiana game. What's some leans that you have, and then people who you think aren't safe for good minutes in this one. All right. So I'll give a lean in both games. First game, Boston Indiana. Uh, I was gonna. I liked Hoppin under seven and a half PRAs. He got listed as questionable today, which is the first time in a while. So I've got a feeling he maybe might not play, but I'm, I'll probably end up posting tomorrow. So don't lock it in yet. I need to see some stuff and look into it. But I like him under seven and a half PRAs. Sort of the same reasoning as Hill. Like if Hell is in single coverage, Hopkins not making his own shot. And I think he might have Tatum on him, to be honest. So as like that weak side rebounder, weak side rim protector sort of thing. So yeah. Uh, I really like that spot. And I like Ingram. Uh, I like his line at 21.5 points against the Kings. I think he can really benefit from the, the tensions Zion to get. And like that's already a pretty low line for him. Like we've seen him at like 23-ish, 23.5 with these guys. So in a game where he should see more minutes against a pretty shitty defensive team, um, I really like that. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I like that too. Like the Obi top, we talked about that Obi one obviously um before the pod and like his minutes yeah. are just not safe whatsoever, man. Like yeah, he, he's not a, he's not a good defender. Like um, obviously yes, he's athletic, he can jump out of the gym, but he, he's not a good on the ball defender. And 
Like, I mean, if he's guarding Tatum, foul trouble, that's a very, very, um, like you can almost like, not like a realistic expect, it's like a pretty realistic expectation if you're going to be the primary defender on Tatum on like a big game where he's attacking the rack a lot. So I like that one a lot. Uh, my lean for the Pacers game uh, is probably uh, Tyrese Halliburton under 10 and a half assists. It's plus money right now. I, I think that like people are like the Hey Ray bros are going to see this and I think it might even go up to 11 and a half. So I think I'd actually wait to bet it. But um, yeah, man, it just like, it makes too much sense for Tyrese just to get a ton of like single coverage, man. Like, like the Pacers, the Pacers are kind of a scary team when like Hallie gets everyone going and like they're just yeah. scoring at will and stuff. So I think that playing Hallie one-on-one actually just like makes a ton of sense. And like this Boston defense, like I said, I just expected to expect this team to be giving it all. Um, just like playing very solid collective defense as a unit, as we know that they're all capable of. So I think that, but I, I think I'd actually rather wait. Cause I, I do think that the hit rate bros might juice this thing up to 11. Yeah. Half, so. No, I I like that. If that goes up to eleven and a half, I'll actually probably end up playing the Alex. Yeah. And then for the Kings game, this is just like I don't really have much data to back back this up and like behind me. But we talked about how we think it's a tough scoring matchup for Sabonis. Uh it could be tough for Fox as well. Malik Monk is someone who like had some awesome moments in the playoffs last year. Like he like he's like a someone who I trust to show up like in the big moments. And, um, like, if Herder, the thing is, he probably needs, like, a Herder or Barnes off game to truly capitalize on minutes. But Malik Monk at 14.5 points is interesting to me. Like, like, like I said, it could be a tough matchup for Fox and Sabonis. And he's just, like, someone who, like, is not afraid of the moment, man. And, like, it can, like, he just had some awesome moments in that Golden State series. So, no, that's, that's a good one as well, because he's, he's the sort of guy where, like, if he starts well, like if Kings aren't if Kings don't have a going on the offensive end, they always look to him. So I think he's got he, he's got more ways of hitting than he doesn't. Well, not more ways of hitting. He's got more ways of getting minutes and high usage than he doesn't. So yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh people that just like let's do like one person from each game that you think that they're men or just like just someone who you would never take an over on <laughs> in okay. these two games. Um Obi Toppin for the Pacers. Yep, Obi Toppin. I agree. Uh, Celtics. I don't want to. I, I don't think I'd be happy to make an over on any of them. To be honest. Yeah, I agree with that too. Because yeah, there's um, Celtics unders that are like King. Maybe like a hey, Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser. I think maybe because Pacers do do a good job at limiting three pointers. He's literally only a three point shooter, and he could easily play like 14 minutes. And like, would you be shocked? I wouldn't. I think that a Sam Hauser under. Like, if they open up, like, 11 and a half or something like that, I think that could actually be in play. Yeah, that's a... I mean, that's that's an interesting one, but... Um, yeah, because he'll probably play lower minutes as well because of all the guys playing for minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, Pelicans is funny because now they've got all their guys back. So they're like... Is Trey Murphy going to start? I don't know. I, I think that... I would assume... I think this is only... A, is it a second or third game back? Second. Second, okay. I, I wouldn't expect Trey to play more than like twenty-four minutes, so probably not. And also, I, like, who would he start over? Who's that shooting guard? Herb Jones. Herb. Yeah, no. I think he's. They, they've they've got a pretty deep roster when they're healthy. When you think about it. Like, yeah. So the thing, thing is, like, I, I I probably wouldn't touch a Zion over points. To be fair, 
Um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't either. But also but, at the same time, we could look like absolute idiots if they have if they have if Zion's getting single coverage, he might drop like thirty five. But yeah, I, I, that just seems very unlikely. So I, I also I think Zion's overs. Get, I think that's going to be a really public play as well because I think a lot of people are going to look like twenty three to R. Look at like the hit rate. Look at the defense. But I think it's one of those things where you've got to think that this is like a playoff type environment. So you can't guarantee that they're not going to lose funky schemes on him. I just don't see any way where Sacramento at home, they've had time to prepare for this. I just don't see them playing Zion in single coverage. I I, I just think they're like, all right, if someone else is going to beat us, fine. We're not just letting this guy just kill us. Yeah. Uh, one person I want to mention too for the Pelicans is Jonas. His minutes are far from safe. Um, yeah. He's he's kind of historically been like that, like even like going back to last year. But if he's like being a super, if he's being a liability on defense, like he's, he's not going to play and like if if they're spamming like a fox and a fox and a Sabonis pick and roll and like they're not Jonas is like not able to keep up in that shit like he can play under twenty minutes or something like that. Would, would the not, only thing with that is I think I think Nance is out. Oh, oh he, he is. is out. Yeah. So I'm not like, are you putting Cody Zeller in instead or something? I don't know. You you could you could maybe I don't know how this would work. Put Zion at the five because he could he could like hold his own. Uh, Sabonis should shoot over him, but he could like keep him from getting deep, you know. Yeah, I that's, that's um, I don't know. And then play Trey Murphy. I mean, that would make a little bit of sense to me, but uh, probably not. I want to share one actually really strong lean that I have. Uh, Zion over five and a half rebounds is a little bit juiced, but um, I know his rebounding's been down, but anytime like if if we think that Zion's gonna play thirty six, thirty eight minutes or something. Um, if he's going to go hard, because he can really offensive rebound when he puts his mind to it. Um, he hasn't had success against the Kings rebounding this year. But uh, I don't know, man. Five and a half, just like he, this dude averaged like 7.5 uh, the past year. And it just seems a bit short in a game that we should get 36 minutes from him, but don't have like, yeah. a ton of conviction behind it. But Yeah, for sure. That, that's a good point. Uh, I just got an injury news thing. Matt Ryan is out, so just just in case that affects, oh, in case that affects like you know some betting stuff. <laughs> Dude, that CJ McCollum bet that I had is the L word. And Chris Duarte is questionable. Who does he play for now? Oh no, Duarte. Duarte's actually like started so like he plays like minutes sometimes. But... For the Kings, yeah, yeah. So I mean that's I mean, probably doesn't really make a difference, but. Yeah. It just, yeah, doesn't affect any of our bets, but anyways, no, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you guys got a good detail analysis on how these in-season tournament games likely go. Um, treat them like a playoff game. I mean, that's how we're treating them. It's, it should be some pretty entertaining basketball, you know. Like, hopefully, we don't see blows. Hopefully, we see big minutes from the starters, all that stuff. People going a hundred percent. So, should be a lot of fun tomorrow. Liam, anything you got to say before we head up? Yeah, so I'll say a couple things quickly. So uh, I'll have bets for the Wednesday in-season tournaments game. I'll have them out tomorrow at some point. Uh, I, they're both... Un- I've already locked them in. They're both unders, and I think there might be a bit of movement because I think, I think they're both like kind of sharp like spots that people are like, ew. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll have that. Also, Tuesday, there's a shit ton of NBA games on. I won't have any picks. Um, I'm like, it's the last week of school, and I'm like, I'm full fucking packed to the gills with homework. So, 
yeah, I'll be taking that off. So I'll put them, I'll send out to Twitter that like, I'm not going to be posting pics, but yeah. So yeah, just, uh, I'm like, I'm actually really excited for tomorrow night. I kind of feel like it's, it's like playoff type basketball. So no, it is. It is. I mean, I'm like kind of interested to see like how teams take it, how they scheme. Uh, I might get killed tomorrow night, but <laughs> anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited too. It's going to be all fun and games until Boston's up 85 to 50 at halftime. <laughs> yep. And Buddy Hill scored 35 of the 50. That's <laughs> that's going to be fun. No, no, she suck ass. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you guys enjoyed it, as always, make sure to leave five stars. Follow Liam on Twitter at Dudes is sharp as my dog's nails because I have not trimmed them in a while and they gotta gotta trim them in a little bit but thank you guys for tuning in peace out oi Jerry oh, oh.